Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. This week, we have our ninth edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. And these episodes are always some of our favorites. We really like doing them. Yeah. And I've got a lot of wild stories for us this week. Um, so this is uh, every stories that have happened in the last two months, so September and October. And there is a bit of death to this episode. Uh, we haven't had much death lately. Has Not much deathy. Yeah, we just did Halloween too, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be doing some, we're going to cover a bunch of deathy stories. Uh, not all of them, but some of them. <laughs> we should have done a special episode on Dia de los Muertos. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if that really falls into it, does it? <laughs> Animal deaths. Uh, no. Day of the dead. People died. Never mind. Never mind. I guess it doesn't work. Oh, nice haircut, though, Dave. make it work. Why, thank you, I guess. <laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> Dave, you got a nice beard going right now, too. Yeah, it's longer than my He's hair. He's got I some salt and pepper going. <laughs> He's got some some of the grays, but it, it's actually, actually makes, it makes it look pretty good. Oh, it's starting to spread. So I'll be I think you look no handsome, time. Dave. Just take well, the damn you. compliment. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I'm excited uh, to do this episode. It's going to be a good one. And we hope everyone enjoyed last week's Halloween special episode on scary mythological monsters. That was a good one. Yeah. I actually I like that one a lot. And I think we may do more episodes like that in the future. I actually want to do an Ice Age animal episode in the same fashion that mm-hmm. we did that one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, everyone go check that one out if you haven't yet. And as always, we are joined in the studio by everyone's favorite cheetah, Colonel Cheetor. Hey, Dave. Are those Skittles behind you? Mm, give them to me, you jabroni. I want to eat them. Damn, Cheetor. How much Halloween candy have you eaten this week? I've had so much candy, but I want more. Dave, give me those Skittles, you son of a bitch. <sighs> Fine. Here. Jeez, yeah, we well, just, well make him be quiet. Him. Yeah. We'll he's just sit in the corner don't. and eat more Halloween candy. It's all he's been doing all this whole week. Jeez. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, as always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to us. We've been doing very well on our downloads lately, and that's awesome. So thank you, everyone. And if you enjoy the show, something you can do to contribute is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you use. Give us a review. Give us five stars. Just say something you like about the show. It doesn't really matter what you say. Uh, the ratings and reviews really do help our podcast gain more attention, gain more listeners. And they mean more than you think. So, yeah, it means a lot. So please go ahead and do that for us. Now, Dave, we have a lot of good stories. So what do you say we get going? Let's do it. All right. So our first story is a hunting accident story. Oh, another one. And, yeah, we just did a, a hunting accident episode a few yeah. weeks ago. And it was like at the start of the season. We already had <laughs> Well, I didn't, we didn't really follow in specific seasons. That's true. But this one just happened recently. So uh, this story comes from Arkansas. I did it again. (laughs) I did it again. (laughs) Arkansas. Holy hell. It's Arkansas. I know that. That's the second time in a couple weeks I've done that. I think you're onto something, though. I think it's my handwriting. (laughs) I think it's my handwriting. (laughs) All right. So we're going to Arkansas around October 24th. So let's meet a man named Thomas Alexander. He is 66. So Thomas, he is out deer hunting in Yellville, Arkansas. He was sitting in his elevated deer stand when he sees a buck in range. So he puts his gun up. Uh, uh, His gun is actually a muzzle loader. Uh, 
Uh, muzzle loaders are an old school kind of like like a musket. Yeah, they're but modified I think they differently. Have, yeah, they're that's... modified differently now. But that's what you could think of it as to make sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like you load it from the barrel and everything. Well, there's there's not. I don't think you do it as much as like the black powder. They've they have cartridges. I think that yeah. Load yeah, I mean it's different, but that's in. the best yeah. way to think about it. Yeah. All right. So um, he shot the buck. And the buck goes down. Uh, so he's pretty excited, you know. He just got a buck. Uh, he goes down from his tree stand, uh, all excited. And he puts down his rifle by the tree stand. And we don't know how far away the buck is from the tree stand. But he shot it with it with a muzzle loader, so it can't be too far. They don't typically shoot as far as a regular rifle. Yeah. Uh, and Thomas, he's all alone, so it's hard to know exactly what happened. But Thomas goes over to the buck. But this buck is not dead. Oh. <laughs> the buck gets up to its feet and attacks Thomas. Oh. Going uh, at him with its antlers. And the deer... Oh, okay, so, sorry. The, he, uh, the buck gets up... And gets up to his feet and attacks Thomas, goring him with his antlers. Ooh, how many point? Huh? How many I, point was it? We that? don't know. Oh. And the deer then runs off. Thomas, who is conscious, he was able to call his family and was found by his nephew later, who had apparently already called 911, so emergency responders oh. are on their way. Uh, once they get there, they plan to airlift, airlift him out of the woods, but he stopped breathing before oh, they could wow. get him to the helicopter. So oh. he was then taken by ambulance instead. Gee. Thomas was pronounced dead at the hospital. Oh, no. Now, authorities aren't sure that he died from the deer. It could have been other medical issues that were associated with the, the attack. Huh. But they did find puncture wounds from the antlers. And from what I read, there will not be an autopsy for some reason. Oh, uh, but yeah, that's a crazy. Well, I guess they just don't uh, suspect any foul any f- play. You know? It's not doesn't that's, quite work. Doesn't work. It's not a dang it. Anyway, yeah, that's a crazy story. And uh, fishing game sent two canine units to find the deer, but they were unsuccessful. We don't <laughs> had to put it down. <laughs> we don't know where the the deer is. Jeez. We don't know. They could never find it. That I'm that I'm uh, aware of. Okay. So he's not the killer deer is on the loose. If you're there in Yellville, <laughs> Arkansas, so look out for him. He, he's got a bullet wound. A so. reward is being offered for <laughs> for information on the on the Alive killer deer. Or dead. And apparently there was a similar case in Arkansas in 2016, but the hunter survived this one. Uh, like we've gone over in our hunting accidents episodes, literally anything can happen out there. A freak accident is all you can really call this. And experts say you're supposed to wait 30 minutes to go up to your kill after you shoot it. Just kind of to let it die. Because animals are the most dangerous when they're injured like that. After being shot, that's when they're the most dangerous. And I know some hunters will sometimes carry a sidearm on them, a yeah. pistol on them, yeah. you know, just in case they need to double tap it if it's necessary, which, fair enough, take it out of its misery, too. So. Yeah. But, yeah, be safe out there, hunters, for sure. Yeah. Oh, Dave, I actually went uh, pheasant hunting this last weekend. Oh, yeah? How yeah, was it? Yeah, we got, I got two. 
Hey, right on. Uh, I, I absolutely love pheasant hunting, and partly because pheasant actually tastes really good. Mm. Duck is meh, but yeah. pheasant is fantastic. Yeah. And uh, every year uh, I do a Friendsgiving with friends of mine, uh-huh. and I always bring a pheasant dish to it. Oh, to the Friendsgiving. Right on. Yeah, so I'm going to do it again this, too, this right year. Yeah. So I've been a couple it. times. I like the pheasant hunting because you're walking. You're walking. You're, you're and active. I, the element of surprise, too, because you're just walking. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah. and the pheasant pops up. And sometimes it scares you, too. You like just weren't ready for it. <laughs> what the heck was that? Yeah. yeah. I, it, I'm not as quick with it because I... You take forever I, to well, aim. Because I'm not... Well, yeah, <laughs> but I'm... I'm uh, uh, how do you say? I I not, don't recognize them well enough because I haven't been enough. So it takes a second. Like, is that a pheasant? Yep, that's it. Okay. And by then it's already flown, you know, f- flying further off from me. So. <laughs> and then you got to take an hour to aim it just precisely enough. I do. I like to, but that's the th- I do that with the ducks too. I'll, you know, <laughs> I've gotten them that way though. Yeah. But your dad's like, geez, what's taking you so long? <laughs> but if I get him, he's like, oh, good job. That was a long shot. <laughs> so just don't miss when you're with him. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's get to our next story now. And this is actually a homegrown story uh, here in Utah. We haven't had too many Utah stories, but I always like to cover them when they when they come up. But we actually forgot to cover one back in the summertime. Oh. But don't worry. History repeats itself. <laughs> so uh, to tell this story properly, we first need to go back to June of this year, okay? Okay. So it's kind of a two-story in one. Okay. And let's meet a man. He is 30 years old, named Kyle or Kyler Burgeau. Burgess. Yeah, whatever. And we go to Antelope Island. Now, Antelope Island is a 42 square mile island on the Great Salt Lake. Yeah, the biggest one. It's the biggest island on Great Salt Lake. If you're, I know most people are not in Utah listening to this, but if you see that lake in on your map that you have, uh, and they see that lake in in Utah, that's the Great Salt Lake. It's a big lake. Yeah, but they um, have a causeway. You can actually drive out to the island. So yeah. it's 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 a pretty it's easily pop- accessible. I say it's popular, but I mean, no, it is. People go out. Yeah, it's, out. It, there's quite a it's few easy. People out there. Yeah, it's easy to get to, and it is actually home to I would I say semi free ranging bison. Mm, yeah, they got them. They're semi. They're, they're, yeah, I mean, they have areas where they've got them fenced up because they. I mean, they farm yeah. them there. That's kind of exactly, they do, but, but they can still wander on their yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're kind of wild, but kind of not. Uh, I think they the, all the breeding is controlled, and they but they can still roam the island fairly freely. Yeah. All right, so Kyler likes to go uh, do his jogging around the island, and the like I said, the island is easily accessible to people, so it's not uncommon for people to be walking around there. Kyler is jogging when he rounds a corner, and just feet away from him are a pair of bison. Kyler tries to run away from the bison, but bison are fast. And that's not a bad idea. Like you can you can run away from non predators. Yeah. If if you can get away from it, but he doesn't because the bison catches up to him, gores him, and tosses him up in the air, which is a what happens on bison attacks. That's exactly oh. what happens. Kyler ended up with a collapsed lung, oh. broken ribs, and injuries to his Eternal organs, internal organs, <laughs> eternal organs, <laughs> his internal organs. Okay, so that happened back in June. Now let's go to September 29th, 
back on Antelope Island. Okay. And well, well, guess who we're gonna gonna meet with? Oh, Kyler. Kyler. <laughs> Kyler <laughs> again. But this time he is with someone. He is with a Kaylee Davis, and they are on a date. Uh, their date is to go on a trail run through the park. As you do. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar, like something that happened to him back in June. But uh, I guess Kyler invited her to a quick run, and then they were going to go watch the sunset on the island. Ooh. So it's a romantic date. We're setting the tone here, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I wonder if he told her about that he almost died from a 2,000-pound bison a few months ago. I'm sure she would have known. <laughs> well, their their plan was to watch the sunset. They didn't quite make it to that part. On their run, Kaylee went ahead of Kyler, probably because he had a collapsed lung not too long ago. <laughs> and she was like a quarter mile ahead of him when she spots a bison just off the running trail. And she obviously felt nervous seeing the bison. Kyler actually did tell her about the story. I remember that now. And he, he told her what to do if she encountered a bison. Anyway, a bison decides to zero in on her and charges. She also attempts to run away to no avail. The bison gores her and tosses her in the air. Oh. She stayed on the ground in a fetal position while the bison sniffed her until it, it uh, until it finally walked away, which is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Kaylee suffered a compound ankle fracture and some gore wounds in her thigh. Ultimately fine, though. So I actually have a quote from Kyler about this second incident. He says, I am kind of laughing about it because when I think about it, I feel nauseous. It hurts so bad to see it happen to somebody knowing how much it hurts. Oh. No shit, Kyler. <laughs> He's oh. just laughing about it. He, got, he took a date and, oh, and gets his date they attacked. They quite a match, you know? They, <laughs> I, heard, I heard about this and I, I thought I read something. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was the second one, the second attack. Um they saw the the bison there, and they're like, "Well, you know, because they ha he'd had the run in before." He's like, "It's by the trail. That's a little dangerous because bikers come up there too." And I think they're like, "Well, should we try to scare it off or not?" And I thought that was in in place or not. I don't remember if they were trying to scare it off or if another biker was coming down the road again and saw the bison. There was something like that, but yeah. it didn't. In the articles I read, it didn't make sense. Yeah, so it was hard I to understand because they were I, trying to, uh, they were getting it from the, the people so there. I, ju they, I just skipped that part. They didn't, yeah. Because it wasn't essential anymore. Quite get the story down, but something like that. But yeah. Anyway, I think Kyler's kind of a dick. What? <laughs> but no. just how he said that. And it, it's a funny no. story, though. Uh, Kyler also says, he says this, I don't know if I can do it again. Go back. They're knowing they they apparently have it out for me. I guess they yeah, do have it cursed. out for him. That, yeah. That's true. <laughs> and the two have no further dates planned that we are aware of. Maybe oh. they maybe they're still going out. We don't know. That's too bad. And Gosh, that, you can't make it through. Well, if you can't make it through a bison attack, buffalo bison attack, then you're not gonna make it through three kids and the <laughs> and uh, job you hate. You know, <laughs> they're not set, they're not settling now. down together. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Let's go to our next story. This happened September 25th-ish, and we go up to... We're actually going north into the Arctic. 
And let's meet up with oh, the, the Russian Navy. Actually. Oh, wow. So the Russian Navy was taking part in a joint expedition with the Russian Geographical Society in the Arctic Ocean. Hmm. The joint mission is um, working around the France Joseph Land Archipelago to investigate the flora and fauna of the region as well as uh, making glacio glaciological observations. So where's yeah, that archipelago? That. Where's that at? It's up in Russia, in the Arctic, somewhere. I don't know exactly. On Close to the Alaskan side, or is it, Probably or is it above, past on north? I, I don't know. Up north? It's up north, probably in Russia's part. Hmm. Okay. So members of the team got uh, on an inflatable craft to take researchers to the shore. When uh, when they're getting close to shore, when they encounter, what do you think they encounter? A polar bear? No. Hmm. It's a female walrus. Oh. Who attacks the boat? Oh. Wow. And this is a um, inflatable boat. Oh man! Walruses got some tusks. <laughs> <laughs> and they say it attacked in order to protect the young, her young. Oh. And so even females have tusks. They are smaller than a male's, but they can still do some damage, including puncturing a inflatable boat. The crew managed to fend her off. And then thankfully a serious tragedy was avoided as all the crew managed to make it to the shore before the boat sank. Because oh. the boat did sink. Wow. Uh, good thing, because you would not survive long being in those uh, cold waters no. there in the Arctic. Oh, um, wow. Everyone, including the walrus, are safe. Oh, that's good. But that would be uh, scary as hell. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, man. Just your, your boat slowly sinking in oh, the Arctic gee. water? Holy crap. Oh, man. That would not be fun. No. I'd, yeah, you, you just it would be cold even up to your knees. Oh, it'd be and then when you realize it's reaching up you know, further, I'd be like, "Oh man, I'm probably gonna die when it gets to probably. that point." <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I got something kind of funny. Why is Bill talking so high now? <laughs> what? Oh, from, yeah. from freezing? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I got something I want to go over here. So when I was researching, I somehow came across an article, and the headline of this article said, okay, I'll read it to you. Okay. Japanese whaling crew eaten alive by killer whales, 16 Whoa. dead. What? Initially, I was like, you got to be kidding me. No way that happened. So I read the article and was like, oh, this sounds totally believable. Um, it said a gas leak forced men to abandon ship and a school of orcas killed 16 of them. Oh my goodness. Thinking this might be real, I looked at the source and then uh, the source comes from World News Daily Report, where facts don't matter. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so it ended up being a totally fake story. Oh. But it had me going for a minute. I was like, oh, I got really excited. <laughs> Uh, I then looked. Okay, what would you do if there was a gas leak on a boat with orcas around it? Would, would, I try to ride choose? one. I don't know. <laughs> I think I just wait wait out the gas leak. Hopefully, it was a helium Probably. leak. Hey, go away! <laughs> Being a high pitch today. Hold on. All right. So then I looked at the website and came across some really funny stories. Yeah. It's a it's a satire site, kind of like the Onion. Uh huh. Uh, but let me read off a few other headlines that I found, okay? Okay. 
I'm just going to bullet point read them. So mysterious remains of a whale found in a field outside the Great Salt Lake. (laughs) 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 Apparently we got whales here. All right. So another one. Global warming activist couple commits suicide after after realizing humans exhale CO2. (laughs) Jeez. All right. So another one. Irish tourist savagely raped by 400 pound orangutan. (laughs) And it says the orangutan mistook the long haired, redheaded Irishman for a female orangutan. (laughs) Jeez. All right. So uh, another one. Hunter claims he was sexually assaulted by a Sasquatch. There seems to be a lot. There was a kind of a theme of a lot of animal sexual assaults in these a bunch of these stories. (laughs) I guess it gets lots of hits. You know. (laughs) So next one: prisoner gets cremated alive after hiding inside body bag to escape from jail. (laughs) Uh, Next one: British man slept with hundreds of women while passing himself off as Prince Harry. (laughs) <laughs> and then it has a picture and it's just a big fat ginger guy. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So next trans species man who identifies as a turkey wants to ban Thanksgiving. What? <laughs> All right. Um, next one. Tourist wearing fake shark fin har- got harpooned nine, nine times. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So next one. This is one of my favorites. Members of midget crime gang suspected of 55 <laughs> break-ins. And then it said that they would use doggy doors to break in. <laughs> that one's funny. All right. Probably my favorite one is this one though. So man receives a woman's brain in transplant and already has wrecked her car five times in a week. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, some uh, some funny stuff there. If you feel like reading a bunch of nonsense, it's pretty fun. Yeah, but yeah it's called the World uh, World News Daily Report, where the facts don't matter. <laughs> I got really into it. I, I like missed a whole uh, couple hours of research because I was just doing that for a while. <laughs> nice. But it was pretty funny, and nice. then like they make the articles look legit. Like there's quotes from people, uh-huh. and there's pictures that make it look legit. So it's it's not. It's just nonsense, but it's funny. Nice. So there was a lot more headlines there out there, but those were my favorites. Nice. All right. Well, let's get back to some of our stories, though. For this next one, we actually need to meet up with an old pal of ours. Hmm. Uh, do you know who that old pal is? No. Well, it, it is. Rabies. That's right. Rabies. So let's go to September 12th and we go to Weymouth, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. And we meet a woman named Maya. It's M-A-I. Is how you spell her name. Maya? I don't know. I don't know either. Maya? And her daughter, Fatima. They're from Egypt originally. Oh. So they are in their backyard having a family barbecue. And a bunch of kids are out playing. When all of a sudden, one of the kids screams and says, There is a skunk. <laughs> And Maya admitted later she had no idea what a skunk was before this. They're not from here. They don't have skunks in Egypt. But the family said it looked like a normal skunk, but it was not acting like a normal skunk. And the skunk goes after Fatima. 
biting her on the leg. Did I say how old Fatima was? No. She's only like two or three. Oh my goodness. Yeah, something like that. Yes, yeah, she's she's very young. So the skunk goes after Fatima, biting her on the leg. Uh, her mother, Maya, went over to grab her daughter, lifting her up. But the skunk came up with, was like oh, holding geez. on so tight that it was you, she was lifting the skunk up as well. Wow. Uh, it did finally let go. 911 was called, and when firefighters arrive, they actually use a fire extinguisher on it. They blow oh, a fire really? extinguisher on it for some reason, spraying it in the face. But the skunk still was acting aggressive towards them. Oh. Uh, and one of them, one of the firefighters, I guess, grabbed a shovel and killed it with a shovel. Oh, okay. And it was later confirmed that the skunk did, in fact, have the rabies. Oh. It's the rabies! Get to the chopper! Uh, Fatima, the little girl, was treated at the hospital for bites and scratches, and to receive the rabies vaccine. She mm. is expected to recover just fine. Okay. And actually, what's funny, though, the skunk was confirmed to actually be uh, Cheetor's friend. Oh! Uh, and has been, who has been on the show, it was actually Le Skunk. So, he did have uh, the rabies. Yeah, he did, and I guess he's dead now, and we no longer have to have him on the show. Oh. <laughs> I figured that would be a good way to, way to write him off. <laughs> He's never coming back. Let's <laughs> skunk. <laughs> yeah, we're not having him back, no. <laughs> He was kind of silly anyway. All right. Um, but yeah, that's a rabies story. So let's jump to our next one. So this next story is a pretty crazy one. And it happened just a few days ago on October 30th, I think. And let's go to Oxford, Indiana. Let's meet a woman named Laura Hurst. She is 36 and mother of two. So she apparently owns about 20 snakes. And they are housed at a separate home owned by Benton County Sheriff Don Munson. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. And his home, that the, the snake home, is right next door to his real home. And so Don, the guy who owns the house, is a snake breeder and has a, the separate home for just his snakes. Oh, geez. there's about 140 snakes that live in the home. Oh my! Goodness. I'm sure they're they're all you know in their individual cages. But that, man, that's a lot of snakes to look after. Yeah. And I don't know what species all the species that are in there either. But yeah, 140 snakes. That's wow. so many to take care of. You yeah. Know? You got to feed them. Well, you just don't have to feed them that often. But pay their mortgage. Pay their mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> Make them do their homework. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently he lets Laura uh, have access to the home so she can take care of her snakes there. She has about 20 of them. Oh, apparently. okay. Well, one of the snakes that she has is an eight foot long reticulated python. They are actually reticulated pythons are the longest snakes in the world. Mm. They can get 20 plus feet. Wow. Um, anacondas are actually the heaviest of all the snakes. So whichever way you want to put it is the biggest. Yeah. So, okay. So Laura went inside to check on her snakes. And sometime later, Don came into the house, into the snake house. Well, he finds Laura on the floor with the eight-foot python wrapped around her neck. Oh, man. 
He gets the snake off, calls 911, and tries to resuscitate her to no luck. Medics arrive and also can't bring her back. And she dies from asphyxiation from the snake. Oh, man. Investigators find that this python was the only snake out of its cage. So she was handling the snake when it went around her neck. That's what okay. everybody thinks. It's all it's out of its cage, so she probably, you know, wanted to handle it something yeah. and something went wrong. Gee. But uh apparently Indiana does not regulate the possession of pythons or boa constrictors, so the snakes are legal from what I could find. Oh. Nothing, nothing to worry about that. Wow. But yeah, man, a snake. Uh, that's a pretty crazy story. Yeah. Another crazy story for this episode. Jeez. That would not be a good way to go. No. Just having uh, a, a damn snake just strangle you. Oh man. my goodness. Yeah. Because you're, you're probably welcoming it at first. You're like, oh, look, it's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's you think about things. it, it's it's only eight just feet. A little squeeze. That's not a huge um, snake yet. Ooh, it's, it's big. Pretty long. But it's not going to be able to eat her. No. So it's not for food. So, I mean, just she was handling it wrong and it went around her neck and she couldn't do anything. I don't know. Gee. It's pretty interesting, but pretty yeah. crazy, too. Yeah. Okay. So let's go to our next story. And this one happens September 9th. And we are going to Sri Lanka. Don't know if we've ever had a Sri Lankan story before. I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of starting to lose track after a while, after them all. <laughs> anyway, and we go to the capital city of, okay, this, uh, its name is Sri Jayaward Nampura Kote. Yeah. <laughs> you sounded like a total gringo. Here, I'm going to let you, look at that. I, I don't know, Jawadin <laughs> Puri? I don't know. I don't know how you say it either, but that is the capital of Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka has a pretty cool flag, too, if I remember right. It's got, like, a, I think a lion on it. It's pretty oh, cool. Oh, okay. Anyway, so in in the capital city, there is a large Buddhist parade going on. Uh, th- these are pretty common, and they have uh, dancers, drummers, and elab- uh, elaborately decorated elephants parade Ooh. through the streets. I mean, you get what I mean, right? Yeah. A festival like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, these decorated elephants are a big attraction in uh, Sri Lankan Buddhist parades. Some Buddhist temples even own have their own elephants. So it's pretty common to see elephants doing this in the parades. And I'll mention that there is a video to what happens next. And I will put up a link on the description if anyone wants to see it. Oh, okay. So an elephant begins rampaging through the crowded street. Oh. The elephant is heavily decorated and like it looks like a blanket. It's got blue lights, like Christmas lights, looking all over its head and trunk. Uh, and we don't know what the reason for it, why it went on a rampage, but it starts running over and trampling people. Oh my goodness! Uh, is there a guy riding it? Yeah, including the man riding it who falls off, and it looks like the elephant steps on him. Oh yikes! With its back leg. It looks like it steps on, like, right in the stomach. I couldn't tell for sure, but it's a really crazy scene to watch. 
as the massive elephant runs, it just runs through people. It hit oh. a guy with its with its um, trunk, and it, the guy went flying. Oh my! It's just goodness. rampaging through this crowded people, and in total, eighteen people were injured in the incident. And it doesn't seem like anyone was seriously injured. It seems like most of them are all uh, minor, at least to my knowledge. That's what I got oh, okay. out of it. And unfortunately, I could not find anything about what happens to the elephant. Like, what happened after it trampled people, after the video ended. I, I don't know if it was calmed down and it was they chilled it out, or if they killed it. I do not know. Mm. I have no idea. Huh. Couldn't find... It's hard to find information sometimes of foreign countries. Yeah. It is. Um, but there are many concerns over how elephants like this are treated. Back in August, uh, the nation faced backlash over photos of a severely malnourished elephant in a similar situation uh, that was being forced to participate in these uh, ceremonies. And uh, it doesn't sound like they treated it very well. And they like put all the, um, the blanket and stuff, the decorations over it to hide. It's really frail. Oh. It's So you couldn't see its rib bones poking out and Ew, stuff like that. Gee. So yeah, it was not being treated well, which is really sad because elephants are totally awesome. Yeah. Uh, also very dangerous though. Oh yeah. Elephants are very dangerous and we will do an elephant series sometime. Okay. Uh, I have a good idea for a, a series on them. We'll cover the African elephant, the Asian elephant, and then a whole episode on stories okay. is my idea. I don't know when we'll cover it, though. Maybe okay. sometime soon. So, Dave, I know that you have a story for us. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and share yours? Okay. So my story takes place in Russia. Okay, This was in mm. uh, just last month in October, close to the end of the month. It's like the 24th, I believe. Okay. So uh, there's a... There was a, a circus going on in town in Russia, um, and uh, they, you know they have typical things going on, clowns, whatever. They also have a bear yeah. that that pushes around a wheelbarrow. <laughs> well, in the middle of the performance, <coughs> excuse me, when the trainer tells the bear, "Hey, go pick up the wheelbarrow, wheel it over there," the bear decides to attack the trainer, mm. mauled him. So they, I read reports that he. That he went to bite the the uh, trainer's head, and you're like, yeah. "Oh man, this guy's toast," you know. So once that happened, everybody in the crowd's like, "Ah!" Because it was it was actually a small. You can kind of see how the crowd is right here. It's like just a small yeah, that's, circle, maybe like a 30, 30 foot radius or something. Then everyone's just seated around it, and like these little stands. Yeah. So and the people so are close. Right there. Oh, people yeah. in the stands are close to this. What's going on? It's not barricaded off yeah. or anything. So once it happens, they take off. Ah! And they take off running, you know? Yeah, I and, imagine. And, and uh, yeah, that was the end of that. But turns out um, the bear was muzzled, so he didn't, oh, he didn't bite him. Yeah. Oh. So, But he had his claws. But the, the trainer turned out fine. So he's just got some scratches on his body yeah. and everything. But, yeah, if without got the bite the, marks, yeah, If he okay. got the bite, then yeah, then that would be serious. But it was muzzled. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that part of it. But it did that. Someone else came up to it and kind of got him to... Got him off the guy, did, and he like and whack, then he were was, they trying he was to like, calm down. I can't remember what they said he did because it doesn't say in in this one, but they did say he did something. But it it, it he may have just been like, hey, 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 distracting. I think it. he and was just hitting. I think off. he was like trying to kick was or he? punch the bear. Yeah, I mean oh, that's okay. not gonna have much of an effect. But no, but but the bear just kind of okay. I'm done. You know, 
got off. So they this then created a controversy of Russia saying, hey, you know, th- this might be a dangerous thing now. Why do we have people or a bear close to all these people? Um, come to find out, though, with this is that uh, I think they pushed it a bit. You know how circuses are. It's such a tight margin to make money and yeah. lose, losing everything. Um, apparently, this was a 16-year-old bear. He was getting old. It's an older bear. Yeah, and this was, they say this was supposed to be one of his last performances. They're like, yeah, he's about done, you know. But apparently he was just getting cranky because he's had he had more joint pains and, and mm. issues. Because, you know, when you're training a bear to do that stuff, he's doing things against his will. So, his, you know, by that time, you know, it's kind of like a it person playing like, basketball. Yeah, like, just when like they some... get old, their knees are bad. So yeah. the poor bear was getting told to do something and... He's like, eh, that hurts. I don't want to do it. You know, yeah. so he, he lashed out. So that was kind of the reason what they said. So okay. they didn't put him down. They didn't put him down. But That's good. But I'm sure he's done in the circus life. So oh, far. yeah, he's definitely. <laughs> you know. But, yes, yeah, so circuses in general are controversial in those aspects of having animals. Yeah. Train, you know, you're training bears and tigers and stuff to do things. Yeah. I've, we... I've actually thought about getting into it with an episode. We probably oh, will really? sometime okay. do a circus-themed episode. They had one that came to Layton. Do you remember that? At Northridge High. They, when? they did it in the parking lot. We, um, it was like when Dan and I were first married. I do remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. They they had elephants that would set up the tent. They'd help put up the poles. Oh, I don't remember that part. Yeah. But I remember going to, a little yeah, bit to the they, circus. They'd, I was them, a, they'd, tie the, they'd tie up tie ropes to the elephants. And they'd say, okay, go. Next thing you know, they're... The tent is set up? Yeah. The poles, <laughs> poles going up underneath and, and setting it up. Huh. It was pretty neat. I mean, it's, it is cool to it's watch, neat but stuff. But yeah, you could say behind the scenes is what we, you don't know. Like, are they how you know how, how is this animal being treated? You know, yeah. we don't know that. Yeah, but I mean, even then, they're doing something that's not natural it's for not. them. But but it 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 can be symbiotic. You know, it's just hard. We, we, uh, we're just kind of coming to an understanding of saying, you know, maybe we ought to just leave nature alone, which is it's kind of sad. That's why you don't get to see the orcas so much anymore, and the with sea world, sea world, a lot of sea world animals. They've had it's a lot just, of issues with that. Yeah, but I mean, where, where, when else would someone be able to would uh, be so able to see that? Be able to see that kind of stuff. So, so it's kind of sad. A, but at the same time, it, gotta, it might be the right thing, you know. Yeah, there's good it's and bad about it. Yeah, so yeah. it's hard to say. But yeah, good story, Dave. Thanks. I've got a couple more stories for us this week, and it seems like when we do these recent episodes every two months, we almost always have a bear story, so you just told no. one, and well, let's go over a ba- another <laughs> bear attack. Okay. So let's go back to September 4th-ish, and we go to Red Pine Island in Rainy Lake, Ontario, Canada. So this area is right by the border to the U.S., just right above Minnesota. It's like 10 miles. Oh, okay. So, yeah, in Minnesota. So barely, it's barely Canada. Let's meet a woman named Catherine Mueller. She is 62 from Minnesota. She is staying at a remote cabin on the island and are... and is the only occupant. They are the only occupants. Her and her family um, own the island. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. She is staying there with her parents, both of them in their 80s. So Catherine hears two their two dogs making a bunch of noise outside, barking a lot. This is around 6 p.m. So she goes to see what's going on. And then a bit later, both dogs, one of them injured, return to the cabin. 
Oh. But Catherine did not. Oh, wow. Parents are, remember, they're in their 80s, not much they can do. Um, so they call the police and saying that we don't know where Catherine is. She left and now she's not coming back. The dogs are here, but she's not. Um, called the police. Officers arrived by boat about 30 minutes later. So they searched the island. And it takes them a while to, because it's very, a lot of thick underbrush there. Uh-huh. Eventually, they do find Catherine. But she's not alone. Uh, there is a 180 pound black bear standing over her body. Oh. Oh, her dead body. Catherine is dead at this point. The bear had killed her. Yes, officers shoot and then kill the bear. And not far away is a mother bear with its year-old cub. And they're making noises and stomping around. Um, They think the bear they shot, it may have been another year-old cub of of the mother's. It was only a year old and at 180. Yeah, that's why some. That's why it didn't. Oh. They never clarified that. Oh, like okay. if it was, it was like a possibility. Okay. But uh, I never. Yeah, I never get that confirmed. Hmm. And it will actually be up to Ontario's Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry to decide what to do with the other two bears. And unfortunately, I don't know what they decided. Oh. And the bear was being sent for testing to determine if it, if there were any like physical reasons for the abnormal behavior. And uh, no one witnessed the attack, so we don't know exactly what went down. Yeah. Yeah. What if it was the mama bear that, yeah, exactly. that did it because it's and then, cubs? And then, and then the cub was... Another bear just stood there. Waiting. It's very possible. We don't know. Huh. But... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, yeah, and we just did a black bear episode a few weeks ago, huh? Yeah. And uh, we did a bear attack episode just after that. So yeah. if you want to know more about bears and bear attacks, go and check those episodes it's out. Been quite a few. There really has been. I uh, We've been paying a lot more attention than we normally do, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, there's been a lot. I, normally there's about uh, one black bear a death a year at most. Hmm. And maybe one grizzly a year. If I remember right in our stats, it was like one to two people a year die from bears in North America. So that makes sense. I can't remember what it was. It was like two and a half. That's what it was. Something like that. But yeah, they're bears. They can be scary monsters. I mean, they're they're awesome and I love bears, but they can be scary monsters. Yeah. So next, I have actually a collection of crocodile attacks to cover. Oh my goodness. We are, we're going to end on some croc stories. Uh, I still think crocs are the scariest. It, to me, they're the scariest animal on mm. the planet. I know for you, it's sharks, right? Yeah. To me, it's crocs. So well, let's just not go in the water, Dave. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I've got three croc stories and let's get into them. Okay. First, we go to October 28th and we go to Croker Island near an Aboriginal community off the coast of Australia's Northern Territory. There's a long way to get to that, but somewhere in uh, Australia's Northern Territory. And let's meet a man named Elston Lamy Lamy. Hmm. I don't know why there's two Lamys, but that's that's how it said on every article. Okay. And he is 42. And I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why there's two Lamys in his name. Anyway, 
Um, Elston thought he was stepping onto... So, okay, let me set this up better. Elston thought he was stepping onto a log while wading through shallow water. Now, this sounds made up, but it's what the <coughs> all the articles said. So he stands up on this log <laughs> for about 15 seconds when his cousin says, Hey, you're standing on a crock. <laughs> and right then, right must there. must have been drunk then. What? <laughs> and right there, the crock jerks and knocks Elston down. I don't know how true that part is. It sounds... He's like, you're just standing on a crocodile. I don't know yeah. if it went down like that exactly, but that's Sounds what... like he was playing Frogger. Yeah, that, that part said <laughs> oh, could go geez. to, to the uh, World Daily News, where the facts don't matter. But th- this go. is actually true. This is actually true. Elston hit the bank, and then the croc attacked him. Ooh. And it's estimated to be a 12 to 15 foot long salt saltwater croc. Oh, wow. That is not a small crocodile. That's a huge crocodile. And the croc bites down on one of his legs and drags him into the water. Oh. And there's blood gushing at the, as he tries to free himself. He's struggling to free himself. Elston is punching it and kicking it in the nose. He kicked it in the nose three times and the croc let go of him. Ooh. Uh, Elston was dragging himself back to the bank when the croc comes back again with its jaws open. Oh my goodness. All right, so Dave, I got to set this, you got to get this. Okay. So he, croc's coming at him. Uh-huh. Coming after one of his legs. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> and so the, what he does is he moves one of those legs and the croc comes in between his legs. Oh and no. And misses, barely misses his whole package oh, in between his legs. Oh barely misses my. his crotch. So he moved his legs and so so it missed and barely missed his crotch oh, at the same wow. time. <laughs> wow. This is not something that would can't yeah. even imagine that. Uh, he, he then um, held the jaw with his right hand and punched it with his left until he was able to make it back up and into um to the bank safely. Yeah, he was uh, then treated at the hospital and was in fairly stable condition. Elston says it was the thoughts of his two daughters that kept him fighting. But yeah, he nearly died and nearly had his whole whole package just bitten off. Oh, man. Would it be the leg or the nuts, Dave? Leg. (laughs) Take the leg. (laughs) But yeah, isn't that something just to move and barely miss? Okay, so our next croc story happened... Well, we're cheating a little bit. It happened November 3rd. Eh. That's okay. That's fine. So, um, and we are going to a town called Hwanji in Zimbabwe. Hmm. Now, let's meet an 11-year-old girl named Rebecca Munkambawi, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Normally, that's bad when I say, let's meet a child off of that. But this is different. Okay. Rebecca is the oldest of seven children that are swimming in a stream. One other girl is nine years old. Her name is Latoya Muwani. I think that's right. Hmm. Uh, the children are swimming when Latoya screams. Well, she's screaming because a Nile crocodile has grabbed her by the thigh. Oh. Well, actually, right now, let's get a quote from Rebecca, all right, the 11-year-old girl. She says, I was the eldest among the seven children. 
I'd felt the urge to save her, so I jumped into the water and swam to where she was struggling. I jumped on top of the crock and started beating it with my bare hands before using my fingers to poke its eyes until until it released her. Wow. And that's from the child herself. But what a badass little girl. Yeah. Uh, she also says, once she, was, once she was free, I swam with her to the banks where the other children pulled her out of the water. Uh, the crocodile fortunately did not attack us after it uh, let off Latoya. Wow. So Latoya was taken to a hospital where she was treated for minor injuries, even after a bitter thigh. Okay. Only minor, huh? I guess, wow. yeah. Uh, but yeah, what a crazy little badass 11-year-old yeah. girl Rebecca is. How old? Your daughters are 11, right? Uh, yeah. Can you see them doing that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not at all. No. But yeah, that's awesome of her. Uh, in the headline, it says that she actually gouged the crocodile's eyes completely out. Oh, wow. Awesome. No, that's why I didn't return. Yeah. I can't. Uh, and that is a crazy story with yeah. a badass girl and a happy ending. Yeah. Let's now go to our final story of the episode. Not so much a happy ending. Oh. Yeah, it's a little, a little more deathy here. <laughs> um, and we need to... Actually, for this story, we need to thank a listener of ours for sending this to us. Oh, okay. Um, I wouldn't have found it without her, so thank you, Amanda J. Amanda J! Yes, thank you for the story. Uh, if I remember right, Amanda has a thing for Crocs. She she oh. she likes the Crocs and the Crocs stories. Yeah, she's she's sent us stuff before. Yeah, but uh, let's get to it. This story takes place October 9th ish, and we go to Palawan in the Philippines. Now, Dave, does that sound familiar at all? The Philippines or Palawan? Both. Um. Yes, there was a. What was it, a preacher, a preacher guy that was attacked there? Not a preacher guy. Oh. But, so, um, just a couple, two months ago, in our last recent stories episode, we also covered a crocodile story in this exact same village of a 10-year-old boy who was killed by a croc. Oh, okay. So, here is another story in the same area. Let's meet two men, Junik Husin. I think he's 20, and Edgar Legapazi. Hmm. <laughs> he's 32, and they are fishermen. And so they are on their way back home around 9 p.m., and it was really dark, and it was raining hard this night. Uh, they did have flashlights, though, but um, they were getting close to the shore, and they are in their small wooden motorboat, And they're getting close to shore when all of a sudden a crocodile comes out and attacks the boat. It said a 10 to 12 foot long saltwater croc rams the boat several times before biting its sides. Jeez. Getting a hold of Junik. Oh, yeah. Pulling him into the water. Ooh. So now Edgar, his friend, is still on the boat. Edgar gets to the shore and went to the police. A rescue mission had to be postponed until the morning due to the bad weather. Oh, man. The next morning, locals found the croc with Junik in its jaws. Still there? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They, they obviously, uh, 
he's obviously dead. <laughs> he's yeah. obviously dead by now. But uh, locals, what they did is they actually, I don't know how they, exactly they did it, but they attacked the crocodile. Oh. It released his corpse, but uh, locals actually ended up beating the crocodile to death. Oh my goodness. I don't know how they were able to do that exactly, but they were and on the where i got the article there's actually pictures of this and you can they have the picture of the dead crocodile and the boat that Gee. the crocodile it was probably really easy to tip this boat over oh was it yeah and it was biting the boat so part of its parts are missing oh, okay. on it and it's yeah it's believed junik died by drowning now that's a common way for crocs to kill prey Remember, these salties have the strongest bite force of any animal on the planet. So they latch on and carry their prey under with them having little chance of escaping. Um, I have no desire to ever go to Palawan in the Philippines. No. Nope. That's a that's a definite no for me. But yeah, thank you again, Manda J, for that story. Um other listeners, feel free to send us stories as well, and we'll be happy to share them. Yeah. But, yeah, that's another crazy crocodile story. A little more wow. deathy, but, yeah, we had three crazy crocodile stories. Yeah. But Dave, and Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. We had lots of, we had a good time today. I yeah. Had a, a, lots of good stories this week. I hope everyone else enjoyed the, the crazy stories. Uh, there were, there were more things that happened, but I had to, you know, you have to, I have to pick and choose. I can't do them yeah. all. And those were the ones that That's I okay. Just leaves for uh, more episodes. That's true. It really does. Uh, so I haven't quite figured out what we will cover next week. I am. I'm for some reason I'm leaning towards a whale themed episode. Okay. I'm thinking we might do an, like an all about whales. So we'll talk about all the different kinds of whales and stuff. Okay. And then maybe do a second episode. Well, and we'll cover some. Um, for the first one, all about whales. There's a couple of uh, uh, whales that have knocked over ships. Oh, really? Recently. Wow, okay. So we can cover a couple of those. Okay. And then after that, we might do a episode all about the blue whale, oh, which okay. is the largest animal to ever exist. So I'm thinking that might be. It's the card is subject to change. Okay. So I might think of something else. I don't know. Okay. All right, so Dave, if our listeners want to help out and contribute to the show, what can they do? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like. It really helps to build some attention for the show, get people get things going. Uh, also, if you want to become a producer of the show, you can you can donate. Just stop hibernating. Come out and, and associate with us a little more on Facebook. And, and uh, what else do you have there? We're on Instagram. Instagram, yeah. We don't have a Twitter. I don't really uh, know how to... I've never had a Twitter. I didn't either. And I don't know how to use it properly. I should. It's yeah. my generation, but... I don't. Well, yeah, it's our generation. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how to use Twitter properly. Huh. So we, we've we never had a Twitter. Uh, I think I attempted to once, but then I was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> then I got a new phone and didn't want to feel like... <laughs> forgot my password, so I didn't feel like downloading it again. <laughs> But yes, if you want to be an even more wonderful person, become a producer of the show, you can go to PayPal or Venmo and leave a donation. That would mean a whole lot to us. Um, we're still, I think we barely make anything doing the show. We don't have any, we're not with a network or anything like no. that. And I, I still don't think we're, I still think we're, uh, we're not, we haven't broken even yet or anything on no. doing this. But yeah, donations would mean a whole lot to us. 
Um, you can go to PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com, or on Venmo, my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51. And all that info is on the description below. And we'll, we'll obviously give shout-outs to anybody who does it. Yeah. We'll send them special thank yous. But yes, to all the listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want to. Tell us a cool animal-related story, and we'll put it on the show, just like we did for Amanda. Um, but it could, or you could send us one about you or someone you know. That would be even better. Or if you want to suggest an episode idea, or if you just want to ask a question or say hi, say whatever you want, feel free. You can email us or message us on Facebook. And also help us grow by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. We're on every platform we need to be on. Dave, do you have anything to add? No, I'm good. Oh, jeez. Dude, he's still eating candy. Cheetor, you got anything else to add, bro? Guys, I don't think I feel so good. Too much candy. Mi tummy is sicko. Oh, man. Better put a bowl well, down he's, here for he's, him. Yeah, he's staying here at your place, so I don't have to take care of him the rest of the night. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Um, <laughs> this is Start Force outside. of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.